Anita, how's your mental health? <laughs> Questionable <laughs> at all times. You know this. Yeah. How's the mental health of your children? Um, also a little bit tricky. Can I tell you my experience in trying to find therapists for myself and my kids, Mel? Yes, please. Okay. This is how it goes. You ask around your friends and your family for a referral for somebody who's nearby. You finally find somebody who sounds like they might work for your family. You give them a call and you find out that A, they're not accepting new patients or B, they have a huge wait list. So you start over again and you ask people if they know anybody who would be a good therapist and a good fit. Finally, you find one, you go and you meet with them and you figure out that you don't actually like them that much. But it's been so much work to find somebody who you can go to in your area that you're kind of stuck with them. Well, do you have any ideas for how to get around this? Um, I do, because guess what? I've actually had some therapists that I have found on my own, which involves what you're saying. Sometimes I remember one time I was like three hours in the bathtub on my phone looking through yeah. websites. I was such a prune at the end. But I have also had the experience with working with BetterHelp and it was like, I, I don't want to say too good to be true, but because it is true, but it's like amazing because I was matched with my therapist within 24 hours. And you didn't have to go through all of that other ridiculous process of trying to find somebody. And here's the cool thing too, is if that person didn't work out for you, you can just switch and say, and it's not like you're committing to another years long search for somebody who you're going to jive with. It's true. And I lucked out or maybe just BetterHelp is really good at matching people together because I never had to change my therapist. I loved her. Perfect fit for me. And I know that some of our friends have used BetterHelp and they've had to change therapists and boom, same day can change. Easy peasy. You can ghost your therapist. <laughs> Get a new one. I love this idea. BetterHelp is one of our sponsors. If you use our promo code, trybetterhelp.com slash WWDN, you get 10% off your first month and we totally recommend it. Yes. Get some therapy. That's <laughs> trybetterhelp.com slash WWDN. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Okay. Wow, that took so long to set up. To set up. <laughs> I feel like I need to turn this way so I can gaze into your beautiful eyes. Oh. You don't have your smoky eyes today. I don't, and I don't have the hat. No, that's okay, though, because the hat gave you a headache. Um, welcome to our podcast, Widow We Do Now. This is, I don't know what to call this episode. It's either our third or fourth, depending on... I think it's fourth. It's our fourth episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So welcome. Welcome back. To our five listeners. Yeah. Okay, but I was thinking about this. What? So if you have 2.5 listeners who are your friends and or family, and I have 2.5 listeners who are my friends and or family, then they won't know each, our, each, your story or my story, depending on who they're aligned with. That's true. Does that true. make sense? Yes. So even... They might be interested, not That's that true. random one person. It's not silly to tell the story again. <laughs> <laughs> Mel's been drinking again. I'm drinking my kombucha. Ew. It's so good. I don't know. Mm. Mel has on cute cactus socks that I one just... One sock. It says hugs. And then the other one is a chili, and it says chill out. I am wearing no socks. Zero socks. My microphone is wearing a sock. 
It's a, a giraffe sock. A giraffe sock. Yes. Um, anything happened since the last time I saw you? I've been editing the yeah, podcast. Like That's, a crazy person. Yeah, it's been exciting. I'm not sure you're actually sleeping, which you probably should. It's okay. Yeah. It's it's worth it, I guess. Yeah. And. Why not? I'm just proud of myself that I'm doing a good job editing. I'm proud of According to my audio engineer friends that have checked it. And I love that you have audio engineer friends. Yeah. I have zero of those. I learned so much about compression what? in the last 24 hours. To me, that means like socks. They're yeah. tight. That's what it meant to me before this too. But now you know. <laughs> now I know. Um, I would like somebody to come to my house and bring me an award. What kind of award? I don't know, but like a medal or a trophy or a, chips and salsa, a ribbon at least, because I cleaned out my refrigerator. Oh, yeah. Don't you think I deserve some I sort of a, a reward? Yeah, yeah. Is, so is that what you've done since I've seen you? Yes, I it know that had you, to happen. <laughs> I know you almost died since I saw you last. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's true. <laughs> but good news. What? I didn't. Oh, good. I'm still here. I had to send Mel a text this morning to confirm life and a picture of me with today's newspaper. Yes. With today's date for proof of life. Yeah. She's still here. alive. Yeah. How is your race training going? Um, I'm tired. Did you swim and do something else today? Yeah, I ran earlier today, and then I just barely got back from swimming. Wow. Which is important. It ties in with the story of the day. It sure does. It does. So last time we explained that um, people want to know the story. They want to know the details. They want to know the details when somebody dies young. Yep. Okay. Would you like to? start yeah Yeah. let's get going go ahead let's start okay so if we back up a little bit jason and i got married when i was 19 years four months and 23 days old are you surprised that i like know the details about that i'll tell you why so unlike mel i got married super young but i had a happy marriage And Jason was not a jerk. So that was good. So you're saying that 19 is super young, but 20 is not super young. No, I am not saying that. Both are too young. I'm saying, though, that I got married young and you got married young, but I was happily married and you got divorced. We got married and life was good. A little crazy at times, but generally good. Um, When we had been married for five years... Jason was trying to get into law school. He was going to become an attorney and he was riding his bike, his bicycle to work and got hit by a car and smushed. Like really? (laughs) Yes. Flat as a pancake. No, not flat as a pancake. What kind of attorney did he want to be? Um, that's a good question. He worked in bankruptcy, which is like the boringest of all attorney jobs, but that's what he did. When we were first married, he worked okay. for the bankruptcy trustee. So he was pretty seriously injured, but made a full recovery, right? But he had a traumatic brain injury and a 
separated shoulder and he broke some ribs and he broke his teeth and it was just a little crazy. And he spent, we called it three months in crazy town getting over that. Like he said, crazy stuff. Details, please. <laughs> I can't tell you all of the details because, but I wrote like a lot of them in the book, like in a journal. One of the things he was laying on a, our giant beanbag one day and he was like, Anita, Anita. So I like came into the room. Oh, I thought you were saying, I need a, I need a. See, we talked about that last time. Anita, Anita. And I was like, what? And he's like, we should rename the team. And I was like, okay. And he's like, let's be the little white fish that could. And I was like, okay. So that kind of crazy stuff. I love it. And there was lots of stuff like that. Anyway, he recovered. But when he recovered, he, while he was recovering, um, he was kind of rethinking life and he decided he did not want to be an attorney because he hated it. He hated his job. So he came to me and was like, Anita, I think I want to be a teacher. And my response was, well, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> and he left like all sad and like, okay. Aww. Yeah, I know I'm a terrible person. I'm kind of a jerk. I know. But he wanted to be an attorney, and then all of a sudden he wants to be a teacher. That is a big change. That's a change, right? It's so a paradigm shift, definitely. Right. He came back again like three times. And on the third time, I was finally like, okay, if you really think it will make you happy, and it's not just because you can't think of anything else you want to do, then okay, let's do it, right? So he did. He went back to school. And he got his master's in education and became a teacher. And he loved it. Best decision he ever made. So he taught eighth grade English. He showed you. I know. But we were poor, too. So lame. But I totally don't regret it. Like, it was the best. We had lots of time together. We wouldn't have had that together if he was an attorney. Right? We would have had more money, but I wouldn't have ever seen him. Yeah. Summers off. True. Vacations. Yeah home at like 4, 4.30 every day. It's also really re rewarding to work with kids. Yeah, right. As opposed to just take people's money. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's rewarding in, in a, a different, different way. way. <laughs> Do you want to know something funny? Yeah. Scott wanted to be an attorney also. Uh, does everybody want to be an attorney? Probably because they think, well, the money's great. Yeah. And then they learn what it all entails. And then they're like, nope. No, thank you. So Scott's dad is an attorney. Oh. And I think he said that he went and interned or something for his dad or yeah. I don't know. And he's like, as soon as I learned that it was a ton of paperwork, I was out. Yeah. So. Well, it's. I think it was always funny that Jason even wanted to be an attorney because he hated his job so much. And it was like, why? But as soon as he became a teacher, like he was happy. He came home happy and he never did when he worked in bankruptcy. So That's it was a good great. decision. Did the accident change his personality? A little bit. In what way? So before, he was not a hugger. But after, he hugged everybody. Really? And that stayed. Like most of the stuff went away as he recovered, but he still hugged people after. Like he would give people big bear hugs all the time. But like while he was in crazy town, like he went to go get his teeth fixed and they got done fixing his teeth and he like walked behind the reception desk and gave everybody a hug behind the reception desk. And I was standing and I was like, I, I don't like with my, you know, like my hands shrug, you know, like I don't, I don't know what's going on right now. 
Were they scared? They were a little bit like, uh... Why is he hugging us? No touching. Don't touch me. But he hugged them all like big hugs and was just like, thank you so much for fixing my teeth. He hugged the dentist. Oh, He hugged Mm. the assistant. It was pretty funny. He was full of joy. Yeah. And he kept hugging people after that. So that was like, I would say the biggest change. And then he tried to use it as an excuse a lot. And there came a point where I was like, nope, that's done. We're done with that. You can't use that as an excuse. But spoiler alert, that's not what killed him. That might not be even important. I don't know. It was important in our life, though, because it shifted the entire direction of our life. Also, fun fact, when he got hit by a car, I was in Seattle doing my last internship for physical therapy school. Wow. How long were you up there for? I was up there for two months. And so I got a phone call that was like, Hi, Anita, is my sister-in-law. She's like, I have something important to tell you. Jason was hit by a car this morning on his way to work. And I just started crying. I was like, Because you thought he died. No, I knew he didn't die because she told me. Oh, okay. But still, I was in Seattle and he was here. And that was stressful. So I got on a plane and I came home and right to the hospital. Same day? Same day. For only time I've ever flown first class. Ooh. Yeah. And it was like an hour and a half flight. And I was like, so like, I was just like shaking my leg the whole time. And the guy sitting next to me was like a businessman, like a pretty, you know, he was flying first class. And he was like, so where are you going? Like he could tell something was not right. And I was like, oh, I'm going home because my husband got hit by a car this morning on his bike. And he was like, can I drive you to the hospital? And I was like, no, I have somebody picking me up. Anyway. Oh, he was nice. There are some of the nicest guys in first class. I used to travel first class what? back in the day. I went yeah. skiing with a couple of old guys that were in first class one time mm. that came to Utah. I want to fly in first class more. That was not an enjoyable first class experience. And I got home and this is all not important at all. I had a container of mace in my backpack and they didn't even like find it. Like I flew home with it. TSA Seattle. Come on. on. Although I'm glad because I I mean, I would have just chucked it at them. I I don't care. Like, just take it, you know. But they probably pulled over the little old lady next to you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, so he got all better. And he became a teacher. And then we started having kids. We have four kids. Our oldest is now 13. And then we have a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a three-year-old. One girl and three boys. They're all crazy. They are. I've seen. <laughs> She's seen the evidence. They are full of energy and life and craziness. And it's totally mother's revenge because I think I was a little bit of a crazy... I know, actually, I know for a fact I was a crazy child, so... Were you really? Yes. What did you do? Um, I was sort of... People might think I was raised by wolves. <laughs> <laughs> so you never took baths and you yeah. never brushed your hair and you ran around yeah. and you yeah. lived in the woods and like yeah. built a shack I in the trees. Okay. I ate a lot of gum off of bleachers. Wow. Congrats. It doesn't taste very good. (laughs) How old are you when you stopped doing that? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. You still haven't stopped? No, I have. (laughs) I can just buy my own gum now. Gum was outlawed in my house because it always ended up in my hair. 
Oh. So I had to get it somehow. <laughs> I remember like getting rocks out of the gum, like chewing it and like having to pick out rocks. Ew. Why am I telling you this? Dang it. Okay. So, um, started having kids, had our family. When we had three kids, we had a discussion about whether we should be done or whether we should have four. And the conversation went like this. We hate all of our kids. <laughs> Let's have another. And so we did. Are you serious? Yes. Like those were the exact words we said. Because it's hard to be a parent. Kids are hard. But like we also had fun doing it. So we had another kid. And he's three. And he's hilarious. He is hilarious. And he's cute. Yeah, he is. And today we were eating dinner and he kept saying, this is scrumptious. (laughs) And I was like, you're so cute. Except for when you're not. You need to describe what he looks like because he is really cute. So... Uh, my youngest has this wild, blonde, curly, crazy hair. That's what he looks like. And when he wakes up, he's got awesome bedhead. Kind of all the time, he's got bedhead. <laughs> he's so funny. Yeah. He Maybe is... one day he can say something on hair. So. I hope he says, that's scrumptious because it's really cute. I'll get the bug in here. he thinks mel is magical because she makes a bug noise and so it's pretty funny um okay so in in high school jason was a swimmer that was his sport he didn't do ball sports he didn't play football or baseball or basketball but he was a swimmer and in particular he swam the butterfly which i don't know who invented the butterfly but they were on drugs because it looks awful. It's the most nonsensical stroke there is. So anyway, that was his specialty. So um, when we first got married, Jason was not currently swimming, but he did a lot of biking when we were first married. And we together did a lot of mountain biking. Um, and then when we started having kids, um, a few years later, Jason discovered the master swim team which is the swim team for old people like 40 and over no 18 and older oh and people always think that it's like you have to be a really good swimmer to swim with the masters but you don't like there's beginners who swim with the masters it just means that you are not in high school anymore anyway so he started swimming again on the masters team and got back into really good shape and then after a couple years of just lap swimming he swam four mornings a week he got up at like five in the morning to go swimming i cannot do that i don't function that early but he was good with it anyway four days a week um he swam laps and the first time he showed up at masters he had a giant beard and a mustache and one of the ladies who i'm friends with now thought he was homeless oh just like your youngest child yes she was like this homeless guy is here he does not know how to swim oh my gosh and then he totally knew how to swim (laughs) did he beat everyone too well he kind of had to take a few weeks to get like back into condition you know so um but then he did get faster and he swam in the fastest lane in lane 10 with all of the guys who were like fasty fast swimmers So after a few years, um, he started doing open water marathon swims. So a marathon swim, Mel's pulling the face like, what? Yeah. A marathon swim is anything over about 6.4 miles. Swimming 6.4 miles. 
So he did a bunch of those too. So it would be like, it would take him, depending on how long it was, like three, three and a half hours. He did two swims that were 10 miles long. That's like a 40 mile run, the equivalent of it. Wow. And then he also did one marathon swim in the Great Salt Lake, which was miserable. Is that the one where the brine shrimp were yes. all over? Yes. Yeah. He's like, there's brine shrimp in places. There should not be brine shrimp. Because the Great Salt Lake is full of brine shrimp. It's the only thing that like lives in the Great Salt Lake. Anyway, Jason was super in swimming shape. That's the moral of that story. And he loved swimming so much that I even started swimming with the masters. And he would swim in the morning. And then I would swim at night. When you're finally awake. When I'm finally awake. Yeah, which is where I just got back from, was my master's night swim. And we made really good friends on the master's team. We have really good friends. So Jason also did a lot of biking. Like he did a race called Lodija, which is Logan to Jackson Hole. It's like 200 and something miles, 206, 211 miles. That's not a relay, right? No. When you're on teams, it's no, your this is individual. Like you. Oof. Yeah. And he did it pretty fast. And I thought, it, and he broke his arm right before he did it. And he still did it. Ragnar is the relay, right? It's a running relay. Yeah. Okay. But he did a relay called Salt to Saint every year. Okay. Where they ride from Salt Lake to St. George. That just happened. Yeah. In a relay. So anyway, the moral of the story is, is that Jason was doing what you're supposed to do to stay healthy, right? Lots of cardiovascular exercise. So... The story, just like Mel's story, had a little bit of complexity. Our story has a little bit of complexity to it, too. And that complexity is that in... Sometimes we assume that unless we had a huge life insurance payout, we don't really need to know anything about investments or even finances. But guess what? A little knowledge of finances is critical for all of us. Maybe your partner was in charge of that stuff, and now you find yourself making all the decisions. Maybe you're mad about that. Maybe I am. Nicole from the He's Gone But the Money's Not podcast is here to help. She tackles financial literacy by telling the stories of women and widows and finance experts and shares the lessons they've learned as certified financial planners. Whether you know a lot and feel confident in your financial decisions or feel unsure about all of that stuff... There is more to learn. Listen and subscribe to the He's Gone, But the Money's Not podcast on all podcast platforms. This ad was paid for by Rock House Financial, an SEC-registered investment advisor. About November, I started having some weird symptoms when I was, like, swallowing. And it's because I had a thyroid nodule that was super big that was like pressing on my esophagus. Yeah. It was, Did it like, hurt? It felt like I had a pill stuck in my throat. Like really, really irritating. And I knew the nodule was there because it's been there for a long time. And I went to the doctor and they biopsied it like it's been probably like five or six years ago. And they were like, it's fine. It's just your thyroid is giant. So I didn't want to take it out because why take it out? So I didn't. But then it started causing problems. So I made an appointment to have it taken out. And that appointment was scheduled for January 2nd of 2019. So that was a Wednesday. 
So we went to the hospital. Nella's shaking her head. <laughs> we went to just because the- I know what's happening. Yeah, went to the hospital. On the way to the hospital, we had like this discussion because it was really cold outside. And Jason was like, I feel bad for cowboys. They would have never gotten warm when they lived out on the plains. <laughs> and I was like, I think they lived in cabins. And he's like, really? I just thought they like lived out with the cattle. And I was like, I think in the winter they had to have lived in cabins or something. So we had this big discussion about that. And when the surgeon came in and was like, do you guys have any final questions before I take you for surgery? I was like, yes. Did cowboys live in <laughs> cabins or on the plains during the winter with their cattle? And he was like, uh, I think they lived in cabins. And I was like, yes. Thank you for agreeing with me. You can do my surgery. And then I had my surgery. He proved himself competent. Yes, because he agreed with me. Anyway, surgery went great. I woke up from the surgery and I took a selfie of myself, went home, started recovering, whatever. So the next day, Jason went back to work and I stayed home and like slept all day. And in the afternoon, he got home and he said um, that he was thinking about going swimming that night because he'd missed his Wednesday morning swim. And I couldn't go swimming because I just had surgery. So I was going to miss the Thursday night swim when I would go swimming normally. And he said he was going to go swimming. And I was like, that's a great idea. And I told him to say hi to all my Thursday night friends. I'm like shaking a little bit telling this. Do you feel nervous about it? It's just still a little bit like, I don't know. I've told it a ton of times. But I don't know. It's harrowing it's to a me a little bit ooh. because I know some of it already, but I don't know all of this. The, all of the details. Yeah. I'm shaking with you. Okay. So um, I really wanted to get a good night's sleep. And so I went and proactively decided I was going to like put my kids to bed, which normally does not happen. We just normally like yell a lot and <laughs> tell them to go to bed. <laughs> But I went in He with my two-year-old. He was two at the time and laid down on the bed with him and was like snuggling with him and laid down with him on the bed to get him to go to sleep. And Jason came in. We had a we had a pretty good rule about never saying like never leaving without saying goodbye. And like, I love you. So he came in and I was like, where are you going? And he was like, I'm going swimming. And I was like, oh, it's a little it was a little bit early. I thought he was leaving a little bit earlier than um, he needed to. But anyway, he had his green swim bag and he was wearing his red puffy coat and he leaned forward to kiss me, but I didn't lean forward to kiss him because my neck was sore. It had like a big slice in it. So I touched my fingers to my lips and then reached forward and touched him to his lips and told him I loved him. And then he left to go swimming. So the two-year-old, I got him to sleep really quickly, which is not normal. And then I climbed up onto my eight-year-old's bunk bed, also not normal, and laid with him and he went to sleep and then climbed down with my five-year-old at the time and snuggled him off to bed and he went to sleep. I was so excited that all the kids were asleep. I got my phone out and I texted Jason, all the kids asleep by eight, like exclamation point, like so excited. And then I went and started watching Netflix as one does (laughs) instead of going to bed. What did you watch? I don't remember. It wasn't Stranger Things. Do you want to know what Scott was watching 
while he died the good place oh how weird is that it's super appropriate i know i'm hearing footsteps upstairs a child is awake i bet i know who it is my boyfriend it's dang it anyway um so my daughter was still awake and at about 9.20, I thought to myself, Jason is doing exactly what I do. I always stay and talk to my friends because I have like some of my best friends or some of the swimmers there. And I thought that was weird. But I just thought that he was chatting with people. At 9.30, there was a soft knock on my door. I wasn't even sure I heard it. But my daughter was like, did you hear that? So I went to the door and it was a police officer and I kind of laughed because like we've done this before, right? Um, But he said, there was an incident at the pool tonight. Was your husband swimming at the pool? And I said, yes. And he said, you need to go to the hospital. And I was like, okay. Um, And I honestly thought that Jason had slipped and fallen and needed stitches. Like, and I was just like, you bonehead, you know, like, that's so dumb. And the officer kept saying, are you okay to leave? And I was like, yeah, I'll just leave my daughter in charge. And it's fine that other kids are in bed. But I had just had surgery the day before, right? And I was not all the way okay. But I went into my bedroom, and I put on my shoes, and I put on a jacket. And my daughter was like, you got this, mom, you got this. And I got in the car. And funny, fact I didn't put any socks on I just put my running shoes on without socks because I was trying to hurry and I got in the car and I was like in no shape to drive I got in the car and I started driving and I didn't know what to do so I called my mom and my mom was like mom I started crying I was like mom okay we had to have a pause because there was an epic cat fight right outside the window it was great Okay. So you you called your mom. I you cried. My mom. I cried because I just felt like I couldn't deal with this right now, right? Because I was not in a good state. She was like, I'm coming to the hospital. And I was like, you don't need to come to the hospital, right? Like, that's silly. And she was like, we're coming. And so I hung up with her and I just kept driving and I was just shaking. And... Then I thought to call my friend who coaches on Thursday nights and she did not answer my phone call, right? So I just kept driving and I was getting close and she called me back and she was in a panic and she was like, Anita, do you want to know? And I was like, yes, I want to know. And I don't remember exactly what she said to me, but she said that Jason had collapsed and he didn't have a heartbeat, but that they had gotten a heartbeat back. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is serious. But I still was like, it's fine, right? I'm hoping that they got the heartbeat back and he's alive, but I know the, the story. Oh. So then I called his dad and I was like, this sounds like it might be really serious. You need to come to the hospital. And uh, my daughter had called my sister-in-laws to come over so they knew something was up right so he I didn't have to tell him that Jason was you know like Indy had told them my daughter had told them so um, I got to the hospital 
and I walked into the emergency room doors and they said, are you Anita? And I said, yes. And they directed me to the treatment area. And I walked back there and there I was met by a police officer, a plainclothes police officer. And he told me who he was and he was Jason's school resource officer. So he knew Jason and he was like, come over here, took me into a consultation room and a doctor followed him and sat next to me. And one of the swimmers was in the room too. And um, the doctor sat down and he said, I'm going to get straight to the point. And I said, yeah. And he said, Jason died tonight. Oh boy, another cliffhanger. To check out what happens in the next part of Anita's story, stay tuned for episode five of Widow We Do Now. This is my favorite thing to discuss with you. Tell me, what is it? One of my favorite things. I do enjoy tacos and cheese and dogs. This is about how you cannot pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a phone plan, especially when you're a widow, your person is dead, you might have kids, you might need another option, and you just want your phone to work, you want unlimited texting and service, and you want it to be like 25 bucks a month. It blows my mind that they have plans that start at $15 a month. That is so cheap. And the cool thing is, is it uses other 5G networks. And so you don't have to pay extra for that. And you still get great service. Yep. Anita and I have traveled all over and I have used my phone. So I highly recommend it. And my mom's even on it. When my dad died, we put his phone down to the cheapest plan, which is $15 a month. And I think my mom's on the $20 a month plan and it's so worth it. It's so much cheaper than what we were all paying before. So I highly recommend it if you're on a budget or not, who cares? Ryan Reynolds is in charge of the company and they send you free stickers with Ryan Reynolds temporary tattoos. It's kind of the best. So. If somebody wants to sign up, what can they do, Anita? Go to trymintmobile.com slash WWDN. Seriously, you guys, such a great idea. Save yourself some money. And if you're worried about losing data or having any changes with your phone, not going to happen. They walk you through it. Everything's fine. It's the easiest process of all time. Again, that's trymintmobile.com slash WWDN.